Good friends, hello from Edinburgh today. Yeah, so lovely day here in uh, Edinburgh. Sunshine, uh, we don't get a lot of this good weather here this time of year, so um, really a great day. So I thought I'd just go live while the sun was out. What is it? Is it like um, what, 1030 there at night? So yeah, beautiful, really great. Uh, anyhow, Aaron Stewart from Little Black Couch. Thanks for joining me live today. Had a lot of, had a great day. Had a really good day, but I wanted to jump on a little bit. I finished a chapter for a book yesterday and uh, I wanted to talk about it with you, with y'all today. So let's uh, do it. Thanks. Welcome back. Oh, no, this is not right. I don't want this one. Let's go to Edinburgh. I got to change it right here. Watch. There we go. See? Oh, wow. Transporting, though, through time is difficult. I'm exhausted. Um, going from Orlando, I learned that that was like Mission X headquarters or something like that. And uh, anyway, but no, now we're in Scotland. So. Yeah, so in honor of our good friend, um, Nick, there he is here on the little black couch. So Nick and I had a lunch today, which is totally fun. Spent a couple hours chatting, um, talking shop and life and all that kind of stuff. Uh, Nick's a good dude. I, I mentioned to him when I saw him, so, you know, I got there and, and met him and he walked up and he's like, hey, and I'm like, hey, dude, hey, good to see you. But boy, you forget how big he is. Six nine? You gotta be kidding me. Sorry, Nick, I'm trying to, whoo, there we go. One third, right here, eye line, one third. Yeah, Facebook Live Secrets open back up today, folks. So if you wanna learn all these cool secrets about how to uh, go live on Facebook, then um, you want to go visit the Friendly Giant, um, what is it, FriendlyGiantFilms.com, I think, and it takes you right to where you can sign up for the Facebook Live secret course, which I am currently in right now, and it's it's great. So, so we talked shop a little bit. Oh, I was talking about how big he is. I mean, he's big. I mean, you can kind of see here he's big um, because that actually, that couch there, I can actually sleep on, and he can barely fit on just sitting. So, yeah, it's he's big. So he's 6'9", and I see him like, hey, dude, how are you? And he's like, oh, bring it in, you know, so we have a hug. It's literally the only dude I've ever had to hug from my tippy toes. Okay, but we have a lot in common, uh, Nick Fitzgerald and I do. Obviously, we're, we live here in Utah, close enough where we can get together every once in a while. And, um, and then he's six foot nine, and um, I'm like five foot nine or 10, maybe 11, somewhere in there, but we weigh the same. So we've got that in common, which is nice as well. So, and uh, he can eat a full cheesesteak sandwich in one sitting, as can I. So. Anyway, we had a good time. We had a good chat and discussed a lot of a lot of stuff in life and work and spent a couple hours together. It's fun, really fun. And then 
he had told me some stories about how when, when he lived in Scotland. So this, Edinburgh, there you go, that's Edinburgh Castle up, where is it? How do I do this? This way. That's Edinburgh Castle right there. And um, you know what? That's incredible to me if you think about it. So I was talking about this with my wife the other evening. Is like she, she likes to watch like all of those old, those old English royalty shows. And I can't even remember the, like the really popular one that's not even around anymore. And they're, I don't know. And they had all the help and all that kind of stuff. And they were not, I guess they were royals of some kind or whatever. Anyway, I'm watching this show and, you know, they've got all the servants and all this kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know, I, I think I may have ruined this. I may have ruined it for her, but we're watching and I say, and I just told her, hey, you realize that, that just in our little place right here, we live much more comfortably than those people back then with all the servants and the big castle. I mean, I mean, seriously, look at that thing. That looks like freezing cold. They don't have AC in there. They don't have central air heating. Uh, I mean, I, like uh, you know, my wife was talking about how um, the, you know, our, our little town home was smelling dusty. Well, change the filter. What do you do, right? Amazon, order filter, came in, put it up, done. Now the house smells great. No more dusty smell. And, and right, of all the bad smells you can have, dust, not bad. Not a bad smell. Anywho, yeah, so we, uh, Nick and I sat down. We had a good discussion. And as, I mean, our discussions are cool. They kind of ebb and flow, and they go into a lot of different areas. And we, um, yeah, talked about a lot of stuff. It was a lot of fun. But um, I mentioned to him a couple things about, well, just about, we are talking about how, you know, making sure that when we're on this journey and we get to some place and where we're getting our motivation from and doing all that, that making sure that we're enjoying, you know, the steps along the way. Mike, it's doing this again, this coloring thing. I wonder if it's my, you think it's my webcam that does the coloring thing? Or is it the green screen with the lights? See how it does that? Where I can kind of go that gray, dark. Oh, see that and then it adjusts? It might be the webcam. I might need to figure something else out. But anyway. Um, ignore that and just look at the beautiful castle here. I get mixed up. Terrible weatherman stuff. Anyhow, um, so we began to, just this journey, making sure that we are doing the right things on the journey to, so when we get to some place, it's nothing more than um, just a, like a milestone, right? Instead of holding on and doing the if then, right? I'll, I'll be happy when I get to this place, that we just make sure that we're really happy now in the midst of whatever we're doing, in the difficulty, in the challenges, in the, in the trials, all that, that we find some happiness there. And that was sort of the uh, chapter that I wrote for this book is on uh, overcoming adversity in entrepreneurship, which I'm sadly quite familiar with. A lot of adversity in over the course of my life as an entrepreneur. I've had a lot of um, partnerships fall apart. I've had companies that have done really well and then dropped off the face of the earth and so you had to fire a bunch of people and that was actually, I actually listened to a podcast this morning from Dave Woodward who works at ClickFunnels interviewing um, uh, Dave Cuffieres and they were discussing the, kind of the early times in, in ClickFunnels and how it, you know, it, it went big and then not, it, it was probably previous to ClickFunnels but big and then small and they had to let some people go and it was, it was, um, um, I got, 
I could listen. It was very um, emotional. It was a very emotional um, podcast for sure because I felt, I felt some of those feelings. When you let people go, it's brutal. It hurts, you know, when you finally let people go. And so, hey there, bud. Boom. Nick's joined us. Oh, that's big. Hey, bud. Yeah, I was just talking about our, our lunch date. You're the first, uh, you're the first dude I rem ever remember needing to, um, you know, where I had to stand up on my tippy toes to hug a dude. So anyway, yes, it is Edinburgh Castle. It's in honor of, of you. The great Nick Fitzgerald has joined us here today, folks. So my day is complete. I, I, I had lunch with him and now he's on the, on the live with me. So uh, anyhow, so discussing the journey and making sure that we are um, learning to love what's going on on the, on the journey. And I, I finished writing this chapter, and this chapter was, I had to sit and think about it because I didn't want to go the route where a lot of people go where they talk about how, you know, how miserable they were and all, and all of this stuff, and then they overcame this misery, and then they were you know, wildly successful. I didn't want to get into any of that. Um, there was a, a different angle, a different approach I took. And, and it came from, it came, this approach came to me a while back, it was when we had started our first, it would, we'd started Solo SEO, was the name of the company. How did I do that? You just disappeared. Oh, okay, right there. Um, it was, Solo SEO was the name of the company and we had built essentially a online system of tools where a person could come in and do their SEO themselves for their business, which was kind of a big deal. Right now, nobody wants to do anything themselves. They wanna outsource it overseas to some poor chap over there who needs the money. So, um, but in this particular case, back in this, it was 2005 and six when we launched and we were trying to build it up. Everybody was still trying to figure out how to do all of it yourself. And because there wasn't a lot of competition, there wasn't Google AdWords, there wasn't any of that going on necessarily that you could still rank quite, you could actually rank quite well organically by just having blogs and optimizing them and doing that way, right? It's, it's, a, lot, it's a lot different now. You can still do it, but it's different now. Um, and the algorithm has changed and it's really done more a discussion for another day. I digress, let me get back to it. So uh, anyway, so I was um, working on this business with uh, my business partner, Mr. Michael Jensen, Dr. Michael Jensen. And we were working through and, and launched this thing and it was going well. And we were trying to get, our big goal was get to a thousand paying clients, a, a thousand monthly paying clients by the end of the year. And so we were just going like crazy trying to get there. And this was 2000 and I think it was 2006. Is that right? 2006 and um, somewhere there, five or six. Anyway, we were working really hard to get that done and, and a lot of late nights, a lot of all-nighters, a lot of stuff that I don't recommend like ever, but we were doing it just to try to hit this goal and that was our big part of it. We just wanted to hit the goal and it didn't, you know, nothing else mattered. You know, our families didn't matter, nothing else mattered. We just wanted to hit this goal and we went hard at to get it. And uh, we were blogging like crazy. We were doing all that we possibly could to use our own tools to try to find enough customers where we get there. And we were right at uh, close to, just right over a thousand clients, somewhere in there. And, and we should have been like totally excited. And I don't ever remember being totally excited. I remember kind of getting there going, oh cool. And now we've got, you know, this, you know, the success, the notoriety. We had been 
like speaking at some of the conferences and some of our, our blog posts have been shared a, a bunch of different places for you know SEO and how to do it properly and and so we were achieving some kind of notoriety within that industry and and yet you know we got there and it didn't do a whole heck of a lot for me and uh, that uh, was surprising really surprising and then later that year in December I got a text message from a client well a couple clients and I basically ignored it was kind of our server support text line where they would basically 911 us if the servers weren't working and back in the day it happened a lot more than it happens happens now in fact we used to advertise as companies online companies you would advertise your um, up rate right so when you were selling a service online an SAS company, you would advertise, hey, our servers are up 80% of the time, yay, and that was like a selling point, right? Where now if you're not up 99.9% .9 of the time, what's the point? So we don't even talk about it anymore, but there was a point in on online history where we used to advertise how we would be, you know, our uptime. It was a big selling point. And so our uptime was pretty good. We were up in the 90s, and uh, we had set up the servers to be triple redundant, like fully redundant. Not like backing up pieces here and there. We didn't want take we didn't want to take any chances. We had a big Xserve from Apple. It was the big deal, and we dropped a lot of money on it. And I believe we had to finance it, right? And so we it was it was a big deal. So we had triple redundancy, triple one hundred percent redundancy, and which is not something you would ever do now. But it's what we did then, and we were backing up everything off. We were backing everything up as well on a separate backup device. Anyhow, so in all of this, um, we thought we were pretty safe. And then come December, um, Christmas Eve, I had two texts from some folks that were pretty whiny, and so I ignored them. And then I got a third text from a guy that never was whiny. He wouldn't contact us unless something was drastically wrong. Um, long story short, I ended up going into the server, kissed my family goodbye, went into the server room, couldn't get it going, called our server guy who was on call, he wasn't happy either. I don't blame him, but he came in. We couldn't get anything going. But as I was waiting for him to come in, I sat down on the ground and I kind of put my head in my, in my hands. And those server rooms are freezing and they have to be. But I was like dying in there because I realized that I was not any more miserable than I had been 24 hours earlier. I was just miserable. I was just a, a, a sad sort of you know, lump and um, not happy. And it's Christmas time and I'm stuck in a server room and all this and I am miserable. Just completely miserable. And, uh, but the shocking thing was I was not more miserable. I, I, all this bad stuff is happening and I'm not more miserable than I had been. And that was the big takeaway for me. I'm like, okay, there's something wrong. We've hit our goal. Um, we've got the notoriety, the company's doing well, all that stuff's happening, but I am sadly miserable. So something has to change. And that's where, that's what kicked it off for me, where I started thinking about, okay, how do you find, join the journey is kind of a, a term that I'm not a big fan of, but how do you, you know, how do you find um, the motivation, the happiness, and all of that that you need in your life to keep going as an entrepreneur. And so that's what kind of started this research. 
And there was one vivid memory that came back to me, and that's changed everything. That was, it was the epiphany that I needed to change the way I did things. And I remember being downstairs with our little baby girl and helping, it was right around when she was one years old, and we had carpet downstairs and we had hardwood floors upstairs. And so I had her downstairs and we'd set her down and she was starting to walk and do whatever, and, and whatever she did, we just loved. And, and this, a lot of this comes to, to mind too, as we had our nephew over the last few, uh, last week. And um, we were just praising her for everything. And my son, my oldest son, came to me and handed me like a Lego spaceship that he just, he'd been over there working on it for a while. And he brought it over and he handed it to me, like, like super excited, right? He hands me this cool Lego spaceship thing. And I looked at it. And one, I hadn't really pay, been paying much attention to him. I noticed him over there. I saw him working on his stuff. But he does that a lot. And then, uh, and then I paid most of my attention to his little sister. So he was over there building a spaceship, listening to us encourage and just heap praise on this little person, his little sister. And he brought over the spaceship, you know, us not saying anything to him. I don't, I don't, I don't remember the, the specifics. I don't even, I don't know if it said, I'm sure I said hi, but I, or I don't remember asking what he was working on, nothing, right? He's just over there happy with his Legos. My attention is here on, the, on our, our, our little girl. Anyway, brings the spaceship over. I look at it, it's cool. Um, he was super good at building spaceships, and he built a lot of them, which was maybe part of it. But I, I looked at it, I said, okay, okay, cool, bud. And I handed it back to him. I said, hey, can you make sure that there's no Legos or anything over there? Because I was worried about, um, you know, my daughter stepping on them with her little feet. You know, those Legos are brutal if you step on them. And any of you ha who have stepped on a logo, Lego know what I'm talking about. There's literally nothing worse you can step on. I, I've stepped on a nail that's gone through my foot that hurt less than stepping on a Lego. Um, but, so I asked him to go clean it up. Well, he went back over to the band and he took this little spaceship that he had been working on and he just, boom, just bashed it back into the, to the bin of Legos and it kind of exploded, made a loud noise. And I looked at him like, okay, whatever, dude. You know, drama. Um, um, but it was that memory that kind of made it all change for me. And I thought, Mike, what? what? So here's this little girl who we adore and, 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 but she's really not doing much of anything, just learning to walk, right? And we're just heaping praise on her. And there's my son who just worked his tail off to build this really cool spaceship. I didn't make one mention of it anywhere and, um, and then brought it over to me. Hey, look at how the, my shirt colors match, right? I've got some browns and some blues and some, I didn't even plan this. Right. I just I wore a fancy shirt because I had a, uh, a lunch date with Nick Fitzgerald and I wanted to look good, you know, for a lunch date. You want to do that. But then he showed up in a Superman T-shirt and his hat on backwards. And I realized I got all dolled up for nothing. So anyway, back to the store. Anyway, I felt it hit me right then that my son had been over there working and I had not given him any encouragement, praise, nothing. And then when so. He, he, he's trying to make this spaceship and come over and press dad. Like, here it is. Dad, what do you think of this? And I'm like, yeah, fine, bud. Now go clean up the Legos, right? And he finishes cleaning up the Legos. I don't even, I don't even compliment him for that. He just was doing what he was, what he was told. And I realized that we had a real problem. And uh, not only did I have a problem as a parent, but I had a problem as a human being. Um, well, thanks, Brent. Brent, uh, Reach back out to me. Good dude. Um, anyway, so, um, 
Yeah, so I just kind of I said, hey, things have to change. Not only for me as a father, but as a husband, but as a friend, but as that I need to start noticing when people make any kind of an effort and encourage them and praise them for that effort. And it doesn't matter if I get it back. You can't expect the praise and the effort and the encouragement to come back. You can only really depend on yourself to do that. So I had to start doing a better job of noticing when I was putting forth effort and being okay with and, and making sure that, that my happiness came from noticing my effort and noticing the things that I was trying to accomplish and not trying to, to plan on some sort of event or success or something that happened in the future that that was going to generate it for me. And, um, and I think all of us need, and that's kind of what the chapter is all about, is making sure that we take responsibility for rewarding ourselves for the effort. So it's kind of a, this, this weird dichotomy where I'm saying, hey, look, you need to take responsibility, which nobody really likes to do sometimes, right? But we need to take responsibility to make sure that we are giving ourselves, providing ourselves the praise and encouragement that we need and that praise and encouragement cannot be tied to any sort of achievement. It has to be, it has to be applied to the effort that's being put forth, the action that's being taken. And if you do that, then you can find happiness that's just completely um, always present. Um, as my little girl was experiencing, right? I mean, little kids, I mean, this little nephew of ours and our daughter and all of our kids have been raised to, we have all been raised in this area where they receive tons of praise when they're learning and then we pull it back when they get to a certain age and we expect them to then earn, right? They have to earn our praise and earn our respect and earn and our, earn our trust. And we hear all of that, like my trust has to be earned or my praise has to be earned. And somewhere along the line, we decide that we're going to unplug from that situation and we're not going to give praise, encouragement and anything for effort anymore if you don't reach our company goals or if you don't reach um, what we term to be important or some kind of a goal or success or achievement, then we're going to withhold praise and we're going to withhold encouragement. We do it as parents. We do it as business associates. We do it as bosses. We do it as uh, spouses. We, we as a human race have gotten so bad at um, focusing on achievements and finishing something that we really stink on encouraging and praising effort. And yet that's how we were all brought up to, to grow and find, uh, and find our way and learn to talk and walk and do all these super difficult things was under this constant, um, just this, this constant um, river of praise and encouragement. And that's why we were able to do so many hard, difficult things. I mean, talk to, right? I mean, how successful is this way of learning? that you really don't see anybody using crawling as a mode of transportation to get themselves around, right? Everybody walks, right? And yet learning to walk, ask somebody who's, who has lost the ability to walk and then had to learn it again, talk to them and see how hard learning to walk is. It's very difficult. It's, it's super difficult. And yet we learned all to, to do that with, under this, this you know, constant, um, just this constant feed of encouragement and praise. And, and now that's been taken away. And so if you have this, this um, ability to notice your effort and praise yourself for it and notice your action and praise yourself for it 
and create then a sort of a self-fulfilling praise encouragement cycle, then you too will have the happiness and the motivation and all that you need to accomplish the very difficult tasks that you try to take on. And if you don't have that feedback loop, then that becomes very difficult. You look for motivation and you look for from a lot of different folks, right? It might be coaches, it might be books, it might be, um, you know, whatever. Spouses, friends, whatever. And you're always looking for outside encouragement to come and get you. I just hit the mic. Hopefully that didn't blow anything up. So that would be what um, the chapter is about. Definitely what Nick and I talked about today spurred this on. But make sure that, that you're taking time to notice when you're putting forth effort and try to divorce yourself from this idea that when this happens, then I'll be happy because that will never happen. You get to those points and you'll realize that you were waiting for absolutely nothing and that succeeding at something is literally a joke. It doesn't do anything for you. It doesn't um, increase your value. It doesn't do anything other than just gives you maybe a, a you know, maybe your check mark box is this big. So you get a bigger check, but that's all it is. It's just a check box. So get away from thinking that achieving something increases value, that, that getting somewhere and doing something increases your value or increases um, happiness or any of that because it doesn't. Um, that comes from us noticing and being really tied in and present. There's the word from yesterday. Um, being present to what's going on, to what you're doing. Not what you're thinking about, but what you're actually doing and what you're trying to, you know, what you're trying to accomplish. Everything that you're doing as far as it's the tries that matter. It's not the accomplishment. So reward yourself all this time, right? Here's the accomplishment. Let's reward ourselves for every little step that it takes to get here and not expect this to be the thing because it's not the thing. It's just a check. So anyway, hopefully that's helpful to somebody. I know it's helpful to me. It's been, I think I was, I was thinking about it as writing the chapter. It's been like 13 years. My daughter's 14 now. So it's been like 13 years since I finally tapped into this and changed the way I was thinking about myself. Um, yes, there's ups and downs and there's harder times. So whenever I feel myself starting to feel a little bit down, I talked to my mom about this the other day. It's so important to go back throughout that day and make sure that, hey, you know what? I did this and 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 I started this and this and this and this and this. That's a that's a good day, and good job. You know, good on you. Make sure that I'm not talking about just noticing them. You have literally got to think to yourself, "Good job," or "Nice work," or you know, "Well done." Not even done because it's not done yet. But any any action that you take needs to be rewarded, and it needs to be in a way that your mind knows that what you've done is awesome. You get a dopamine hit and then you want to do it again. That's where the motivation comes from, right? So make sure that you are noticing your effort and the things that we're trying to get done, all the tries, notice them and reward yourself for them with an attaboy, good job, nice going, way to go, whatever it is. I like nice job. I think that that, that works for me. Um, I, although I do, I do like an occasional way to go, so whatever works for you. So thanks for joining me here today on The Little Black Couch. Hopefully that was helpful to you and I'll bring up just so everybody can Mick on The Little Black Couch. So buddy keeping Mick off the ground. 
Very, very helpful stuff. So thanks for joining me today. You guys are awesome and you should celebrate all your effort, right? Make sure that that's how you feel when you're trying to get something done, which is really, really cool. And just we want you to know as a mate, you're amazing. You're the bomb.com. Thank, you, Thank you so much. You're the bomb.com. That will never get old to me. So thanks for joining me today. Please make sure that you take uh, time to look at your actions, reward yourself, develop that motivation, and get some really hard things done as you are happy the entire time. That sounds good. Thanks. Till next time. Do good and be well. Thanks. everyone, I want to really thank you so much for joining me on your entrepreneurship journey. If there's anything you learned today or if there is a topic you would like me to discuss in the future, I would really love to hear from you. I do have a favor to ask. Would you please subscribe to our podcast or Facebook page and please like, share, and use the hashtag TheLittleBlackCouch. It would really help get this message out and hopefully help more people like us. Now let's get out and change the world together.